The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roto World Football Show. It is day three from Radio Row at Super Bowl 58. I am Patrick Darty, joined by Mr. Denny Carter and a young man you may have heard of, Puka Nakua, the NFL's all-time leading rookie receiver and an historic playoff game as well. Puka, you were a fifth-round pick drafted into a receiver core that included Cooper Cup. What were your rookie expectations, and did they include being so good you are now literally being forced to talk to fantasy football guys at the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, they definitely were. The expectations were I was trying, trying to make sure I was going to be able to make the team. I had two older brothers that went undrafted um, and played, and my brother had played in the NFL. So to, to be drafted was such a it was exciting. And then knowing that I was going to be later, I was like, man, I got to do whatever I can to make the team. And then... Uh, Things definitely worked out um, in my favor. Yes, they did. Yeah, I would say you made the team, and I would say <laughs> with the 181 yards against the Lions, you've probably secured your roster spot uh, for next year. We'll see. Uh, so, Puka, you, you know, you entered the season with kind of like no expectations, just trying to be the best you could be. Uh, Denny here, though, was actually something of a Puka early adopter. Uh, and he has insisted for days that we play the clip of him recommending you as a late-round fantasy sleeper in late July. Here was Denny on Puka last summer. Are you kidding me? With you're, you're leaving Puka Nakua till till fourth. I am. He should be second. He should be the second person off your lips when you're talking about Rams receivers. I want Puka Nakua uh, out, of, out of the non-cup uh, Rams receivers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've I've made this clear, almost too clear. Some would say over the past couple months, <laughs> <laughs> and, some, and and others would say, "Can you just shut up about Puka Nakua, please?" <laughs> Puka, you couldn't hear that, but Denny was literally saying people were telling him to shut up about Puka Nakua last oh, July. No, they, I was being <laughs> silenced about, about I, I was talking you up because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your numbers, I'm looking at your your, your, your college play, and I'm saying, why are we not talking about this guy? So I, I was I was way early on you. It's very exciting to talk to you. because oh, I appreciate the I, love. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in, I'm in a discord with guys where our only common bond is that we all drafted you in fans. <laughs> and we were all huge fans of you throughout the, the, uh, the, the season. I, 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 will, I, I will say, look, the reason I drafted you for real just face-to-face now that we get to talk is because you had the most magnificent hair in all of sports. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and, and so if we're going to be honest about it, that's, that, that, that's what it was. Uh, no, but uh, in all seriousness, I, I was excited about your NFL prospects. And this was before, by the way, I knew that you were part of the Rams Breakfast Club <laughs> with Matthew Stafford and, and Cooper Cup, and th- and this has been a huge meme in fantasy circles since I don't know since Stafford got to LA in 2021, where it was it, you know we were told, hey, Cooper Cup's having breakfast with Stafford. We said, oh, that means something, okay? <laughs> they're, they're cooking up something. They're 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 developing chemistry. We didn't know 
that you were you were in on these meetings yeah. until we didn't know that until like week like four or five, and everybody's yeah. very upset. They said, "Well, if we would have known this, we would have drafted Puka in every, in, every, in every league." So they weren't listening to you. That was the mistake. <laughs> that, that that that's true. Uh, and if and if I had known, I would have drafted you in the first round. You know. Uh, uh, anyway, t- tell tell us about what you learned from those meetings in the off season with, with Matthew Stafford and with Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think just that the understanding of the timing and then where uh, understanding the defensive, the coverages, uh, how we use our um, the motions and the stuff that we do in our offense in order to take advantage of what we're seeing on the defense and and then just trying to understand what Matthew Stafford is thinking. I mean, that guy can. There's not a there's not a place in the field that he can't put that football. So being able to understand where he wants you to be and what what is the best position because he's also taking into consideration where the defense is when he throws you a shallow route. He's trying to put in the best position for you to get yards and for you to protect yourself too. So um, understand all the little nuances of catching the ball and running routes uh, it's just uh, then they're talking everything they're talking save, save the earth save the water and they're also talking about how we're how we about to dial up these guys on defense too so it's, it's a great time in there well so yeah, I mean you played for some big time college programs but we all know even if, even if you're in the biggest college programs it's such a huge adjustment to the NFL what was like when you're talking to Matthew Stafford you're talking to Cooper Cup what was the first thing that dawned on you last summer? Like, yeah, okay, wow, this is not hype. This is a lot different than even, like, the elite levels of college football. Yeah, I knew uh, I knew I was in for a long one when the first time I got invited out to, to throw routes was in the summertime. We haven't really gone over this too much of the offense, and he's like, Matthew's like, saying the whole play and then just like self-tagging me after he'd be like oh, i'd be kind of out there jogging back from running the route from before and he's like all right we'll go through the whole play and he'd say the whole play and then he'd be like okay this is the route you have and i'd be like what were you talking about like, don't worry about it. this is the route you have and i'd be like wait i should probably know this and he's like don't worry about it i got you and then really? it was so funny because that's how he does it he, he takes so much upon himself and being able to make sure our operation is run right but it's like I don't understand a single word he said, and I, I was like, I know some of those words. Coach, coach, I heard Coach McVay that I, he said that one is means we go to the right, and I was like, I don't know what Matthew said right there though. And so along those lines, I, so Denny and I were talking about this before we interviewed you. We didn't even know how to ask this question. You're one of those receivers where, like, Denny and I know a lot about football, but you know we're not like film guys. When I watch the Rams play, it's like, like Puka's open like every single play. Like how? Like, is that just, like, natural instincts, natural feel? Is it that combined right. with coaching and, like, like mentoring from Matthew Stafford? I feel like you have just an uncanny ability to find the soft space in the defense. And you were a rookie. I think like, this guy's always open. It's not supposed to be like this. I, I love, I, I think, uh, yeah, a, a mixture of everything kind of you said right there. Matthew and Coop, for sure, of being able to be on the same page and understand what they're seeing and uh, thinking out there. But then also, I, I love playing basketball and football. I've been playing as a little kid. I think of my older brothers, uh, how much they, they beat me up and they made me understand, okay, if this is the bigger guy that I don't want to get hit by, I can probably stop right here and be like, all right, let's see if the quarterback can save me from this one and stuff like that. But a little bit of a natural feel and stuff is kind of going up from lateral movement and stuff like that. But uh, a combination of a bunch of things for sure. Can I ask you just real quick, and, and uh, this is actually not on our, our script of questions, but I, I was thinking of your of your week one performance against the 49ers. Man, welcome to the Seattle. NFL. See, I'm sorry, Seattle. Yeah. It was the Niners were the next week, yeah. week two. And you saw, and, and you had, I think, 17, 18 targets in your first game. Were, were you expecting that at all, that sort of role, the monster target share? <laughs> no, I had no idea. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm in the practices, and we're watching film, and we're going through the tape, but it's not like there was, like, uh, the plays were like, oh, okay, it's like, Puka's getting the ball right here. Or like, yeah. this is like, oh, it was like, even, like, where the, like, the concept was, like, necessarily favored for just for me to get the ball. And I was just like, oh, I'm going out there, and, like, I just remember thinking, like, I just remember I was so scared. My first pass ever thrown to me, I dropped. Me and Matthew weren't on the same page. I, I ran an under route, yeah. and but like he, he was like, he's like, he was like, you're good. And I was like, good. Am I, am I actually good? Because I was like, that's not what's supposed to happen. 
that's good. Now, you mentioned something else too. You mentioned playing basketball. I feel like this has become a narrative too. That like too many athletes today, like they're only single sport focused. It's not like do you think like playing other sports like part of your NFL? This is kind of a dumb question, but like it seems like you, you took stuff from other sports and that players shouldn't just be focusing only on their one sport in high school. Yeah, a hundred percent. I wish I. I mean, I, I I have size fourteen feet, so being a wide receiver, <laughs> it's not actually not ideal to have big feet because you uh, with the footwork involved. But I think of like to play what it would like to been play soccer. I never played soccer in my life. But I love playing basketball. So like a crossover, like if I'm one on one, like that's me one on one with the wide receiver. That lateral movement, those ability to Go high point of rebound. That's yeah. the same. That's that's me going to catch a, a goal ball and stuff like that. So it's, a lot of those movements are very similar, and it's uh, it's also super competitive too. So that keeps me going and it keeps you all on the edges. Well, it, do, they, do, they, do they still let you play basketball? By the way, or are they like afraid you'll get a high ankle sprain or something? Uh, I don't, don't play any basketball you don't have to in the that. off season. No basketball in the off season <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, all right, I, to, to get real, just just for one second here, we're going to ask you a very difficult question, and that is, is it you? Or is it Cooper Cup as the number one wide receiver? For <laughs> for, oh, Cooper Cup, one hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I am Robin. I uh, that's one hundred percent for sure. You're a good I'm, Robin. I, I have endured that role, and I love it. Cooper Cup is the man. He's been such a, a blessing and a big brother to me. But Coop is the Coop is top dog over there. All right, Coop I'll, I'll take Coop, your word. Puka is Puka, the best receiver tandem in the NFL. Absolutely. Puka, we could talk to you for an hour. Sadly, we're already at, already out of time. But thank you so much for stopping by. Enjoy your new Apple Vision Pro, by the way. <laughs> thank you very much. I will. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was Puka Nakua. We'll be joined next by Tony Pollard. Won another sweat during Super Bowl week. Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick have you covered with a special edition of Bet the Edge on Thursday evening. Join the guys on our NFL and NBC YouTube page at 9 p.m. Eastern for an NFL Awards watch-along and find out how they feel about the winners for Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and much more. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We are now joined by 2023 Dallas Cowboys lead back, back-to-back 1,000-yard rusher Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony, so I mentioned the lead back. Last season was your first professional season as the unquestioned lead back. Uh, you've been in a lot of really talented backfields going back, as you were saying before the show, to your days in Memphis. Uh, what was the biggest difference between sharing a backfield and being, like, the guy in Dallas last year? Um, just the responsibility you have to take being lead back, um, taking care of your body. Um, before things can go wrong, just, just stand a uh, step ahead of things so you're not in, in treatment or in rehab too long, things like that. Um, getting more body work done, getting more massages, things like that. So just increasing the, the prep to make sure my body could withstand the entire season. Right, yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously you were coming off a, a major leg injury heading into the 2023 season. 
you said in late December that uh, there was a, quote, night and day difference between how you felt when the season started in September and how you felt near the end of, of the season. Uh, I wanted to ask you, another year removed from that leg injury, what do you think that means for your game in 2024? Um, honestly, I feel like it can only go up. Okay. Only go up from here. Um, you know, especially not having to deal with an injury or not having to be in rehab and, right. you know, take steps back from me trying to progress and get better and push my game to the next level. So, um, yeah, just me having a healthy offseason, I feel like we're going to make a world of a difference. Is uh, early in the season, uh, you know, coming off that injury, did you feel like there was some limitations as to what you could do on the field? Um, I mean, honestly, at the moment in my head, I felt like I was good. I was all ready to go. But sure. after you just watch film and look at yourself on tape, and then I would say it was after the, the Panthers game. Right. The Panthers game was when I just felt like, all right, now I'm back. Okay. And then yeah. after that, I was good. But, um, but yeah, I mean, mentally, you you think that you're ready, you're ready to go. Right. You're, everything firing on all cylinders. But as the season goes on and you get a little better and you and you realize that maybe you weren't kind of. Sure. Yeah. I, I remember uh, Jamal Charles said something similar when he came off, I think, his second ACL injury. He said, you know, I, I looked at myself and I said, you know, I'm still not moving the way that I'm used to moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until much later in that season that, that he got right. So. Uh, yeah, it definitely takes time. Yeah, hopefully, you know, another year removed, you'll be you'll be good to go in 2024. So, Tony, we're talking about being a lead back. And in the modern NFL, part of being a lead back is being a pass catcher. You have to catch passes. That's something you've always done so well in the NFL. And just how, did, how do you become such a good pass catcher out of the backfield? And Zach, what do you think is the most important part of your game? Because you've proven you can do it all. Uh, like, and just how much do you pride yourself in your pass catching? Because fantasy football... We love the receptions, we must say. We absolutely <laughs> love the receptions. Um, it's pretty, like, catching the ball for me is almost second nature. Um, I mean, I, at Memphis, I was a running back on paper, but on the field when I lined up, I was in the slot right. most of the time. So I was a receiver, so I'm used to catching the ball out in the open field and, and contested catches and things like that. So just, just having that in my background and then just – being able to run in between the tackles too, pass block on top of all of that, and then just combining it all together. Yeah, because in fantasy football, you know, touchdowns are of course king, but in modern fantasy football, we, we love the, the the receptions. And I just wanted to ask you too, like, when wanting to ask all the players, when you hear fantasy football, what's like the first thing that comes to your mind? Are we, did we just like annoy you guys, like, or is it is it Which is fun understandable, at all? By the yeah, way. Like, I, I get it. Uh, <laughs> what what do you think when you hear fantasy football? Oh, uh, when I think of fantasy football, I think of Ignore it. Yeah, which you should do. That's probably yeah, the best, yeah, yeah, best you have avenue. To. Um, whether they're all over you telling you how good you are or, or what you're doing for their squad, you got to ignore it because it could be the next play. Something could go wrong. Sure. And sure. That whole conversation going to change. I, look, I, you know, as a community, we try we try to be good about uh, the way we talk to players and stuff, but I, I know it, it can get <laughs> it can get messy at times. So I, I totally understand that. Uh, you know, You've been with the Cowboys your entire career. Uh, now you're headed uh, into free agency, obviously. Uh, so we wanted to ask you, you know, going into the next few months here, uh, going into free agency, what, what is your mindset headed into that uh, part of your life, part of your career? Um, I mean, right now I'm, I'm locked in. Um, when, the, when the game's over, Super Bowl's over, I'm, I'm back working out, um, you know, back hitting it and getting it, um, getting into the groove of things, trying to get my body back right. And then just just letting the market play out and, and see where it goes from there. So if you're back with the Cowboys, 
So the Cowboys you know, made a big change last year. The fantasy community, we were nervous. Kellen Moore wasn't brought back as offensive coordinator. Head coach Mike McCarthy resumed play-calling duties, but you guys didn't miss a beat. You were more explosive, probably the most explosive the Cowboys offense has been in a really, really long time. What was the difference in Dallas last year from 2022? We're already in a lead offense to last year. We, you guys it seemed like you are scoring 40 points every week. Blew the roof what, was, off. what was the big difference last year? I would say our philosophy kind of changed. Um, with Kellen, we were more of a run the ball to pass, to open up the pass game. And um, I would say with McCarthy, it was more of a pass the ball to open up the run game. And so that was that was the reason why a lot of things played out how they did. This and year. it worked. It, did. it worked really well. Uh, I mean, it, your your passing attack, both you know the receivers to Jake Ferguson to you out of the backfield, uh, explosive throughout the season. We we're hoping to get more of that uh, next year. Yeah. So we referenced the season, the 2023 season. Uh, we'll ask you a Super Bowl question. Where you played the 49ers mm-hmm. in early October, another really really explosive offense. Uh, but, but then a really, really uh, elite defense, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an offensive guy, how would you say – you might not have a great answer for this. How can the Chiefs find success against this 49ers defense that really scrambled a lot of teams they played this year? And what would you do if you were the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl um, 58 against the 49ers? Honestly, the advice that I would say for them is you got a guy on your team named Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, the second greatest thing to Tom Brady. So yeah. when you got somebody like that on your team, it's – it's so important that you just let them be themselves and just and let the game come to them and just be natural out there. Sometimes it doesn't have to be complicated, right? You, just, you just say Mahomes. So yeah. is more. So yeah, you mentioned people. Mahomes. That's all you have to say is Mahomes. The, the other guy, Brock Purdy, uh, we, people have been slower to embrace. Fantasy guys, like, there's like some people just like refuse to believe that he's like an elite NFL quarterback. But what makes Brock Purdy? He's not Patrick Mahomes. No one else is Patrick Mahomes, like you said. Like what it makes Brock? Where, how did Brock Purdy's come out of nowhere like this? What makes Brock Purdy a quarterback who's now capable of starting a Super Bowl? Um, I would say he plays within himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't try to do too much. Um, he doesn't try to force things. Um, he does a, a good job of taking what the defense gives him a lot of times. And then once you play like that, the defense gets they get greedy, and then you know they want to make the they want to stop the short catches and the long catches, and you can't do right. both. So that's when you end up getting beat deep passes across the middle, deep bombs down the field. So he's he's done a great job stepping in and, you know, being elite. So last question, Tony. You've been in the league uh, half a decade at this point. The league's kind of a fraternity. I mean, it's not that everyone knows each other, but anyone in particular you're rooting for, like individual players that you're happy made the Super Bowl, that you're rooting for in the Super Bowl, kind of what are, like, your personal storylines for the Super Bowl this weekend? Um, I'm, cheering for, I'm cheering for all the backs, both of the running backs. Right. Um Christian McCaffrey, um, he's should, a beast. Should he be in the MVP conversation? Because now the media, we don't, they don't even definitely. consider running back part of like the MVP conversation. He definitely right should be in that conversation. Um, I'm cheering for Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I'm hoping both of those those two guys have great games. Um, and Pacheco's really come on yeah. in the postseason. Could, could you tackle Isaiah Pacheco? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be tough. Can you can you one one time breaking into the open field? Can you do the Pacheco high step <laughs> to, you know, to next year? Just you know, if you get a chance, just do that. That, that on, it, look, it almost looked painful. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want to try that one. It's the classic. He's angry at the ground. He runs angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that's definitely. For sure. uh, Tony, Perfect description. 
Tony, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to you. Some, some fantasy nerds. This is like our Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, we're getting to talk to Tony Pollard. This is amazing. <laughs> We've been drafting him for years. He's been carrying our fantasy teams for years. So Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for taking the time. Stop by. Good luck in free agency. Uh, you deserve a, a multi-year long deal. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be drafting you next year. We're rooting for you. Yes, sir, I appreciate it. Man. Yeah. All right, thanks. Appreciate you, man. Join the party on the PGA Tour at TPC Scottsdale this week as Scotty Scheffler goes for his third straight title at the WM Phoenix Open. Check out all the big drives, holeouts, and rowdy fans on the 16th green on NBC Golf Channel as well as Peacock where you can stream the entire tournament. And by the way, Pat and everybody listening, I, I've looked into the analytics of the Phoenix Open and I can confirm it is Akshay Batia season, so place your bets, folks. I've never heard of him. Um, I'm sure he's very good. And yeah. did any of the analytics for the Phoenix Open, the WM Open, as is now known, uh, say you could no longer survive it if you attended? Um, no. Because you would have to have two and a half white claws per 30 minutes That's instead of per day. exactly right. I would feel uh, not great. I don't think... Uh, if I had to exceed my limit of 2.5 hard seltzers on the 16th. And, of course, I, but I would not throw my can onto the uh, green when someone makes a hole-in-one. I find that uh, unbecoming, folks. Yeah, by the way, we've started a GoFundMe to send you to the Phoenix Open next year. <laughs> uh. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You know where Denny was last night was a hockey game. That's right. And you've been on this earth four decades. Four thing, yeah. And you tell me that you've never been to an NHL hockey game. You were Gary Bettman's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you had never been to a hockey What were your thoughts on the old yeah. puck at T-Mobile Center? Yeah, so yeah, we went to go see the Vegas Golden Knights play, the Stanley Cup champions, I'm told. This is what I'm told. This is what we're hearing. And uh, uh, we, we went, and it was amazing. The atmosphere was incredible. It was a, a mix of I don't know, like a uh, a coliseum and a nightclub. It was, you it know, was, uh, uh, and and that was cool. It was an event, you know. It was an event here in Vegas. It was it was very Vegas e, you know. And uh, Pat and I were talking. We were like, you know, more teams should consider uh, an exciting atmosphere, <laughs> or, or, not, <laughs> because, not exciting, or maybe make an arena intimidating once. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, you know, they they tried in in so many ironic ways. They they tried to make it. An intimidating place. It was very loud. The music was very loud. I was actually told today that uh, uh, visiting teams have complained about the volume of the music, <laughs> and that actually makes sense to me because I have little sensitive ears, Pat. Oh, okay, and I did see you holding your ears at one point <laughs> when the guy was banging the shield. Yes. You were holding well, yeah, ears. it was that was the loudest noise I've ever heard in my life. It was actually. Okay. To be fair, they need to turn that down a little bit. I, so. Yeah, and and uh, I so so. I, it was ringing. I was ringing coming out of the, the, the stadium. I didn't particularly love that, but the the environment was fantastic. I had a great time, and we got to see 
Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Who is a who is a player? And by the way, uh, I don't know if anybody's noticed this. Very fast on the ice. Yes, Denny is the first person to notice, <laughs> notice Connor McDavid fast on the ice. But yeah, so listen, I know modern stadiums, modern arenas, they have to have their corporate suites. Uh, they've got to have their their frills, their amenities. Uh, but yeah, it would be. We needed more places again called like the pit. Yeah. Or the hole. Right. Or even just uh, Yankee Stadium <laughs> yeah. or the Coliseum. Right. So, and so, uh, not, a, not a company you've never heard of. Yes. And not, is, uh, is one thing. Not I'm looking around for some corporate sponsor here, but I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> I, but, um, I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, there are a few corporate sponsors here on Radio Row. I don't know if you know we, this. We did, though. Denny and I declared, uh, you know, America's never gone, but it, America is various degrees of back. Yeah. America had never been more back than after the, the Golden Knights pregame intro. It's back. It's back. There's just no, there's no arguing against it. It's analytics. And we're back after two fantastic interviews, Puka Nakua yeah. and Tony Pollard. Uh, Puka Nakua, one of us, I would say. Man, just, uh, a, just a guy. I mean, Pollard was fantastic as well. I mean, Puka, like you said before the show, or before we started recording this, this uh, segment, he could talk about anything. He could. He was, he was talking about scrolling Twitter. He was talking about, he's, he's, he's an Apple guy. He's got the Vision Pro goggles now. And he told us all about it? He d- he basically said he didn't think they could use it to like practice though. We asked him that, right? And he didn't see the applications there. But I uh, yeah, Puka two really 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 great conversations. But I like Puka too. Uh, my favorite Puka answer was we asked you know what were your expectations for your rookie year? And you know a lot of them were like my expectations were to be a killer. You know, like, right, I'm, right, I'm right. taking Tom I knew Brady's I was job. The best. Yeah, it's like, it's like 2013. Like I'm taking Tom Brady's job, <laughs> and Puka was like, I had, I was like, I just wanted to be Puka. It's like yeah. I had no expectations. He literally said he just wanted to make the team. Hi, yes, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, very unassuming. Yes, very unassuming yes. guy. We love to see that regular guy. He he thanked me by the way when he was he was leaving the set. He, he thanked me for being on the quote Puka train. <laughs> he really did. Which this actually did mean, happen. Mean that really did, and that, which means the world to me <laughs> <I know. laughs> because uh. I have been. Uh, you know, back in in June and July, I was like, eh, "This kid Puka Nakua, you never know, you never know." Uh, uh, and it uh, worked out. After Denny and I go off the air today, he's going to tearfully call up his father. <laughs> yeah. like, Dad, he knows I'm on. I he's was on, on the. Puka I'm on train. the Puka, and my dad, by the way, is on the Puka train because of me. Your dad, you tell him this, and he doesn't respond, and you're like, "Dad, I, I thought you would think that was cool," and you, then you can just tell he's choked up. <laughs> yeah. Right. right, right. Uh, that my, they know I'm on the Puka train. He's a but fan. The whole Carter clan is a fan. The whole Carter clan's a fan. But we're done with the interviews for today. Uh, I told producer Adam, oh, we don't need another segment. Uh, we, I was like, yeah, we're gonna have, uh, but we needed another segment. The producer's always right. Um, he has a Vegas-themed segment for play or pass, uh, predictions on players next season. He explained to me these are gambling. I, I know what they are, but play or pass. Play is going to be if we believe this. Pass is going to be if we don't believe this. Then we'll start with someone who's just on the yeah. show. That's Tony right. Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard finishes as a top 10 running back next season, regardless of what team he's on. We went through with Tony Pollard yeah. about uh, it wasn't quite the season he had in mind, but it wasn't quite the health he had in mind, and how he felt so much better late in the year. Do you think Tony Pollard has another top 10 season in the can? He was still the RB14 last year mm-hmm. by total points right. in PPR last year. So, uh, he's, you know, he's probably going to end up elsewhere. Uh, do, you really, do you really believe that? I, I do. I do. I, I I think that the Cowboys are probably going to move on. I think that there will be suitors out there for Tony Pollard. Absolutely, he's an, he's an unrestricted free agent. You know, um, I think that there there will be you know at least I don't know three, four, five teams very interested in in acquiring him. Maybe not as a traditional lead back, but 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 certainly as maybe the one A back, like a, you know one A one B kind of kind of split. 
top 10 PPR, since that's the only legitimate scoring format. That's what, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, pass, I think, okay, I'm going to say no, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to say pass. Pass is the, is the term we're going with. Um, and, and it's because I just don't think the volume will be there. Um, I think that, you know, he had a, a bunch of opportunities for touchdowns this year. He didn't cash in, as we know. Uh, I, I don't know if he gets those next year. Um, I'm going to say play. Uh, okay. Because I think it is going to be more of like the 2022 Tony Pollard role. And it was like kind of a perfect storm of bad circumstances from last year where it was the first time, you know, he was he was the guy kind of getting run into the backs of the tackles and he wasn't fully healthy. He was talking about how he thought he was fully healthy going into the season. Right. And then he kind of learned on the field that he just wasn't. And until week 14 against Carolina, I, I wish Tony Pollard... I had visions of him in the Mike McDaniel offense. That, that, that's, that can't happen yeah. because of Devin Achan locking down that role. But I think it's going to be more of the 2022 Tony Pollard role. He's, a, he's not rehabbing this offseason. I really don't think fantasy managers, there's going to be so many like never Pollard drafters. Right. And I, I do think he's probably going to be a huge value. And, you know, he's not going to be a bell cow. There's like, what, there's four bell cow backs left in the entire NFL. And he's someone yeah, we've just, seen be a top five back without a bell cow role. Right. So I actually do think Tony Pollard can still be a top ten running back next year, even when he leaves. The, the health, the health is an issue, you know. An and, issue. and I think it was clear that, and he he said, you know, I wasn't moving the way I'm used to moving, and so sometimes we kind of gloss over injuries because modern medicine has made it so that these formerly catastrophic injuries are not catastrophic, and guys come back from major injuries without you know a, a, a year, you know, getting getting right physically. Um, sometimes it does take longer. I mean, it's just, it just does. We've, we've seen this in recent years. I think I, I see your point with Pollard. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick with the other guy who was on the show, Puka Nakua. Will he run back his rookie season with another wide receiver? I mean, the, the answer is absolutely yes. Wide receiver one campaign? Yeah, will, will, he, will he be wide receiver one overall? Mm-hmm. I can feel like you can almost ask. I feel like there's no way he's not in the top 12. It would, I think it would be a huge upset. If if he weren't something and, will have gone extremely wrong if he's not in the top twelve next right year. and 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 I I tend to you know we we asked him who, who's the number one receiver like a you know very unassuming very modest he young, laughed very young, hard young he man. he knew he knew how to handle that one he, he said, just immediately started laughing he says Cooper Cup and that's the right answer look you know that he is he's a teammate first okay uh, and and so that that was the right answer for him. I, I don't see any way. Well, I, he's, the num- I, he's the number one Rams receiver. Now. I, yeah, I he couldn't say it. He's the number one Rams receiver. Now. I see very little avenue for Cooper Cup being the clear number one in LA next year. Cooper Cup could still have a very profitable role, but the, the injuries are catching up just a little bit. And I just think his role is going to change. And pr- I think they'll probably still be both top twelve. I think they will yeah. both be top twelve. And and uh, unlike a lot of, of receivers that we're going to talk about or that we talk about as potential wide receiver ones, they have a distributor at quarterback. A guy who never runs and who distributes the ball a lot in a pass-heavy offense. I think that we're going to see that again. And so I, I, even if he's not efficient, as efficient as he was, and he was very efficient this year, even if he's not as efficient, I think Puka's clearly a top-10 receiver. Yeah, Matthew Stafford will never run once. Hey, and if he did, he would, get, he would get very injured. That's a good idea. Yeah. I, I endorse it, Matthew, if you're not listening. should do that. Denny, next question. Will Jameer Gibbs finish at least 100 points clear of David Montgomery? He finished 37 points clear right. in 2023 in PPR. Uh, I'm passing there because uh, you know, l- looking at their season-long numbers, you have uh, very, you know, very uh, e- evenly distributed backfield. As far as snaps go, you have Dave Montgomery with 272. That that includes the regular season and the postseason. Uh, 272 to 247 as far as snaps go. 
uh, Montgomery over Gibbs. And then you have the rushing attempts. Uh, David Montgomery had 258 to 211 uh, for Gibbs. I don't think that that changes a lot. Maybe that flips, but I don't think that that means that Gibbs is blowing uh, Montgomery out of the water, especially because, as we know, touchdowns are important. Montgomery gets that inside the 10 uh, action, and, and Gibbs generally did not. Denny, on this one, I'm going. I'm going to play, quote unquote, okay. or, or hit, quote unquote, or yeah. uh, go completely bust, quote unquote. Pat gambled once last week, <laughs> and he won. He, he bet the Chiefs, and he won. And now he's a, a gambling true, expert. True, I just want everyone to know that. Uh, I think Jameer Gibbs will finish 100 points clear of David Montgomery. I think it's a classic, like Dan Campbell. Like he he comes into his, his house. He like. He like brings like the he like brings his wife into a room, and like he's like he's like is your phone with you? Are you being recorded? And he he'll be, I I saw too much. Like uh, Jameer Gibbs, I saw too much. He can't. This is not a change of pace back. He this is, is the lead player. back, yeah. and that he he can't unsee what Jameer Gibbs did <laughs> with his lead back opportunities. And David Montgomery, extremely valuable real life player. Yeah. I think he kind of wore down a little bit as the season. And right. like when they kind of like the crunch time moments, they were leaning on Jameer Gibbs. And I just don't know if that genie can go back in the bottom. That's always famous last words or change of pace running backs, though. And, and David Montgomery outtouches him 19-12 to 12 in week one. But I think Jameer Gibbs will hit that 100-point benchmark. You know, just real quick, I'm looking at the pro football focus breakdown of the Detroit backfield from last year. And I, and I was going to say, well, you know, Montgomery has the pass-blocking edge, so he's going to keep that role. Uh, I, you know, per PFF, both Gibbs and Montgomery are really bad pass blockers. So, yeah, nevertheless. Uh, you know, we're, maybe that's not the key. Uh, really going to be really great when they sign a third back to pick up the blitz. I don't, don't want to talk both about their that. shares go down. <laughs> Dan, this one's a layup for you. You're a Travis Etienne hater, aren't you? Uh, will Travis Etienne not finish as an RB1 uh, in 12-team I mean, leagues? Just because year? I've questioned whether Trevor Lawrence is good doesn't mean it trickles down to everybody. But, yeah, obviously I'm, I don't like Travis Etienne as a fantasy player. Uh, RB1, um, no. I this this Jags offense is just it's 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 tough to like squeeze value out of it uh, unless it unless I think it changes changes dramatically. Uh, we'd like to see ETM running more routes. Uh, we'd, we'd definitely like to see him getting more targets. The targets were spotty. Sometimes you know he'd have a two or three game stretch where you say, okay, now like now he's getting that sort of target volume where we can depend on it, and then it would vanish. So I, I, I'd, I'd say pass on this one. It feels like Travis Etienne kind of missed his moment in 2023. I just don't quite know what that means going forward because he's still going to be like at least 60% of the touches. But I think he missed his moment to be like an 80% of the touches guy where that's not going to be his going forward role like locked in where he could have guaranteed that he was like one of the true bell cows of football last year. Right. And I just don't think he showed it. And, you know, they had already dabbled with I don't think they wanted him ever to have that role. They made the third-round pick, Tank Bigsby. Right. And, and he, he, he didn't prove him wrong. He just didn't prove him wrong. Tank Bigsby happened to be the worst running yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, NFL yeah, yeah. last year. If they get anybody else, I think that they would be more prone uh, uh, to, to use them. And I think that that might ding the way that ETN is used in that backfield. See, I, well, he's going to be a really, really fascinating offseason. But we have time for one more, Dan. I can't even decide. They're all so good. Uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll give you another softball in the Denny Wheelhouse. Jim Harbaugh will fully embrace the Greg Roman run system oh. and sink Justin Herbert's value, making him a back-end QB1 for 2024. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, he's not going to be uh, QB1. Oh, stop. You think there's going to be 12 quarterbacks? Yeah. Better? And no. Stop, oh, yeah. Stop, stop, stop. No, no, no. Stop. Yeah, I mean, no, he's not going to be top 12. I, and, and I think that he'll still be useful for fantasy. 
But I think wherever, if he's drafted as like the sixth, seventh, eighth quarterback off the board, I think that that's a, a, a misjudgment of what's going on no, I think, with the Chargers. I don't think it's going to be Alex Smith. I don't think it's going to be Colin Kaepernick. I think it is going to be Andrew Luck at Stanford, where you pointed out yeah, they no. did remain very run heavy, but he's never had a quarterback like this in the NFL, Jim Harbaugh. I think uh, Justin Herbert's efficiency, even with Greg Roman, is probably going to go through the roof. And the, his, his volume just won't be so empty. There's going to be a higher touchdown rate. They have to totally remake their backfields, just, for one thing, yeah, you know. That's true. And I, I just can't. Justin Herbert, yeah. too, is like extremely durable. I know he missed time this year, but he would have continued playing if their season wasn't over, I believe. And I have to believe. I, I just don't see there's any way. I think the efficiency, he's been an inefficient player, so it's dangerous to assume like one coaching change yeah. can make him an efficient player. But I just think the Justin Herbert efficiency increase is going to be real, and he's going to stay in the top 12. Look, Greg Roman is the guy who, in 2020 with the Ravens, they yeah, asked him. There's, there's no need. Everything looks like, bad if you remember it. They, <laughs> That's a Simpsons <laughs> quote. <laughs> hey, well, I remember this. Reporters asked him, hey, Greg, what do you think about other teams knowing exactly the, the, the plays you're going to call and the plays the Ravens are running? And he goes, yeah, that happens. What are you going to do? <laughs> Well, that was He didn't have Jim Harbaugh then, though. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, too, is the straw that stirs this drink. I think Greg Roman will probably be more effective back with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's like Pete Carroll. He's the tone oh, setter on both sides of the ball. I'm very much wish-casting with Justin Herbert. I think something else is afoot in L.A. No, you think he's going to get traded? Give me uh, a break. Maybe he will. Uh, I'm just saying. No. I, 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 really, I, re- I really do feel like the Roman hire is indicative of something something else is going on this is what I'll say conspiratorial Denny Carter closing out today's show <laughs> thank you so much to Puka Nakua thank you so much to Tony Pollard thank you so much to Denny Carter but of course, most of all thank you so much to our listeners for sticking yes. with us every day this week we'll be back again on Thursday from Super Bowl 58 Radio Row so for Denny Carter I'm Patrick Darty. thank you so much for listening we'll be back tomorrow bye folks Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.